0: It's pretty cool because now you're going to have people uh, assuming, and they might be assuming right or they might be assuming wrong, that that burpee that we just introduced will be the burpee in the open. Well, you like to throw a couple of curveballs in, right? Yeah, and so this, is, this, is, this uh, 18.0 has provided a nice little, uh, it's going to get people talking about what might be coming.
1: This is for, just another Dave open. Castro Instagram post, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, basically. Dave Castro? Yes. Main man, how are you? Good, thank you. Welcome. Thank you. Welcome to London. 18.0 um, has just ended me.
0: <laughs> um, can you explain where that came from? Yeah, so the, uh, the idea of doing an 18.0 or a pre-workout uh, before the Open starts has been something that's been floating in my head for years. I've always wanted to do it. We've never activated on it or moved on it uh, within CrossFit. We've never made it a priority to execute on. And this year, Reebok asked me if I'd come out and do this event with them, and they, they reignited that idea. They said, would you be open to doing a pre-open announcement? And I said, sure, let's call it 18.0. And so we decided to, uh, to do it here. And the workout had to be true or CrossFit, you know, simple, nice bite, uh, two movements that are common to the open, but with different twists, yeah. the, the, the dumbbell snatch, we put a... New standard on it of just bringing it down below the uh, head before you make the switch, mm-hmm. and then the burpee over the dumbbell is something new we haven't seen that. Yeah, so it is. It's pretty cool because now you, you're going to have people uh, assuming, and they might be assuming right or they might be assuming wrong, that that burpee that we just introduced will be the burpee in the open. Well, you like to throw a couple of curveballs in, right? Yeah, and so this is this is this uh, 18.0 has provided a nice little. Uh, it's going to get people talking about what might be coming. This is just another Dave Castro Instagram post, isn't it? Yeah, basically, which is for Reebok and live and for this event. For sure. Um, So yesterday on
1: Instagram, I saw you trying to put Dan off during a photo shoot. Yeah. Um, have the guys ever tried to put you off during the games? Have they ever tried to come up behind you and whisper just random movements in your ear so that you end up like saying the wrong thing or forgetting?
0: Not during the games. During the games, people, they're pretty occupied with what they have to do. Yeah, that's true. And they respect that I'm pretty occupied with what I'm doing. Yeah. So uh, during the games, no. But at other events and at other um, stuff like this, yeah, guys, the guys, especially the guys I'm close with, will... Uh, Will push me or poke at me and, and do stuff, but um, but typically not at the games uh-huh. because everyone has their own things going on. Their yeah, own for demons sure. but maybe facing. some of the open announcements or something like that they might try and uh, just. the open announcements—they'll try to, they'll, they'll make little jokes, but they're also very nervous at that point too. Yeah, because they don't know what they're about to do. Yeah, and the open announcements are tough because they have to. Uh, I announce the workout, and a few minutes later they have to do it. You got to go. Yeah, so for sure, it's a demanding environment for them. For everyone. Yeah. Well, and especially for those top athletes, because of the fact that, like, you know, if you're not doing an open announcement, you get to watch the workout, then you get a process, and you get to see what everyone else is doing, then you get to, you know, do I don't want to do it tomorrow? Do I don't want to do it Friday? You get to do all, you get to set your own schedule. Yeah. If you're part of the open announcement, you don't get to set your own schedule. You have to do it within five minutes after it's announced. Especially last year with some of the new
1: movements that we saw. Some of the stuff like the dumbbell cleans and then the racked up lunges as well and stuff like that. The techniques that everyone developed, you get the guys that do the open announcements. They're the worst. They get no chance to prepare. They're not always the
0: worst. You even look at uh, Matt and and Scott when they did, I guess it was 18 point... um, Three, the snatch, squat, snatch, yeah. squat Snatch event. Um, Matt had the fastest time in the world, I Nailed think. Nailed it. No, he, uh, no, Ben ended up having the fastest time. He beat him at the last minute, but Matt had the second fastest time. With no prep. On his first go, yeah. Do you know if he repeated that? I don't think he did. I'm pretty sure he
1: did not. I yeah. think you know when you've emptied the tank, don't you?
0: Well, I don't think... I, here. It's not even emptying the tank. I don't think he emptied the tank. I think he could have gone faster. It's more of... Um, He didn't need to do it again. Have you done enough? You don't need to end yourself ready for next week, right? He's looking at the marathon. He's looking at the complete picture. He doesn't want to win just that event. He wants to win the whole thing. For sure. So he did enough for him to be set up for success for the rest of the competition. I understand. Um, So
1: Reebok and CrossFit have got a really strong partnership now. Um, Today's community, I think, has shown just how cool that can be and the sort of small events that you can do locally that affect crossfitters that are on a local level. Um, Can you explain what the partnership with Reebok's enabled you to do that you might not have been able to do without them, has there been more access, what have you been able to do with Reebok?
0: Yeah the partnership's been great, they've exposed us to a new uh, community of people that traditionally um, that we wouldn't target or work with just in the mass fitness community, outside of a, you know bringing in media, bringing in people who aren't from your traditional CrossFit realms. Uh, we actively don't go out and try to promote ourselves. We let the brand promote itself organically. We let it grow by word of mouth. So this year it looks like more than half a million people might do the Open. Hopefully. For
1: 20 or something last year, 420,000? Something like that, yeah. Um, How does it feel knowing that your pen and paper is going to influence the lives of so many people? Like if Uh, you, what you write on a piece of paper is literally going to define someone's weekend.
0: Yeah. It's I I don't think about it like that too much, but it is like if I step back and think about it, that is pretty cool, significant, but I think I I don't look at it that way. I'm thinking more about the tests that I have to program being that it's, here's what I'm thinking about, programming a test that's going to rank the fittest in the world but also be appropriate for 400 other thousand people. Got to be people. inclusive, right? Yeah, that anyone can do it. Do you to find... The, you know, and here's the thing about the anyone can do it. That, that statement is true, but it's also misleading in the fact that anyone can do it if you... You need some experience, right? Like, you need to have a... You need to know how to do some basic CrossFit movement. Sure. Even, even the, the scale. Even yep. the scale. You still have to have some concept. I would say not anybody can do the scale division, but a majority of the world can. You just have to have some understanding of CrossFit yeah. and the movements to participate, which isn't asking a lot and which is, it makes sense, you know? Because yeah. if, if, it, if it was set up that anyone could do it, we just have, you know, a walking competition. But you or, accomplishment, or, right? Yeah. It, well, you'd, you'd have to do movements that are so basic that have no instruction. Yeah. And essentially all of our movements, our bodyweight movements, anything with a the barbell, there's some level of instruction or some level of technicality to them that you have to uh, do for sure um
1: so you said that you test the open workouts mm-hmm. yourself yeah. sometimes before sending them to anybody else yes do you ever find that you're fearing them as you write them down or wanting to back off the intensity soon as you know that you're about to punch yourself in the face with it in about 30 minutes
0: well here's what i fear with the open workouts like i just like i i fear not I don't mind doing them when I'm creating them in that process. Mm -hmm. But I mind once scores have been established and once people have done them. Because now you see, oh man, a a middle of the pack time (laughs) is this. Now I have to do that or better. Uh I get the anxiety from them when I have to actually do them and I know other people's scores. You're going to watch that score go up. So when I do them in prepping for them before anyone's ever done them, I'm not too worried about it because I know it's like, I'll get a number one of, in the world, right? I'll, in yeah, every exactly. open workout. <laughs> I'll get a sense of how it feels and how the movements feel and overall that it hurts. But but then when I do them, because I'll test them, and then during the open week, I'll do them officially. So cool. like I don't use my scores from when I tested okay. it. I make it official, and I do it within the window with the judge and go through the whole process. I understand. And uh, th- that's when I fear them. But in the creation, and you know some of them, like, I don't like, movements like thrusters and the things people typically don't like. So when they have those in there too, I'm not excited about testing
1: them. Yeah, I bet so. Um so new Nano 8s been released this week. Um, what is your favorite pair of Reebok shoes from over the years? Have you got a favorite pair that sticks out?
0: I never really think of my shoes. Yeah. I just move and okay. I'm like I just I'm good. I and it's kind of how I've been brought up. It just you want to be prepared for whatever you have, oh, That's a same whatever gonna, right? Yeah, whatever you're going to work with, whatever you're going to use, you make it happen. So the uh, same, I feel the same way about barbells, barbells are a little different, I'd rather that, of course you want a nice one, but if you don't have a nice one, you can, you can make it work. For sure. Yeah. So, um, But I do like these, they feel great. And I, feel, I thought the sevens were great. I think these are great. Yeah. yeah. A
1: little bit more of a heel drop in these, I noticed, which feels yeah. quite good. Yeah. Really, really good. Um, what's the coolest group chat that you're in?
0: Coolest group chat?
1: Yeah on iMessage or like WhatsApp or whatever, have you got some cool group chats that you're in?
0: No, I have some business text groups that I'm in, uh-huh. with some of my core team and those, I don't really, they're just all business.
1: Okay, I got it. Um, so I wouldn't like to guess how many gyms you've been to around the world. I don't know
0: anymore, but I've been to a lot. An awful lot. Yeah.
1: Um, have you got a top three coolest?
0: gyms? Yes. There's Any some, that come to mind? There's some yeah. gyms in China that were really cool that I just remember that were very unique and partly because they were in China and you wouldn't expect to find such nice CrossFit gyms. I mean, I didn't. I mean, yeah. You can't... Once I was there, now it makes sense. But before I went, I went a couple years ago. I had no idea that I'd find some of the nicest CrossFit gyms in the world in China. Such and, an emerging market for yeah, CrossFit exactly. as Yeah, well. exactly. So that was, that was unique. Um, yeah. I don't have... Uh, A favorite CrossFit gym. I just, I like, they all have such different flavors and such different looks and such different um, experiences that they're all unique in a different way. But
1: also the exact same training methodology that arrives in a a culturally different way, right? Yeah, totally. Um, You're in the Hunger Games and there's only other Games athletes there who's gonna be the hardest to kill.
0: I don't even know what the Hunger Games are.
1: You know like Battle Royale? (laughs) You've got to Like WWF? Kind <laughs> of, kind of. Okay, who, WWF. Who's going to be the hardest to get out of the ring, do you think? Um, out of all of the Games athletes from this year.
0: From this year, out of all the Games athletes? Yeah. Let me think about that. Well, I think Matt's pretty... Here's what I respect about Matt and why I prevent the lips, because he's really a fighter. And what I mean, I don't mean a physical fighter, but I mean a mental fighter. It's like He really wants to win no matter what it takes. And in years past, there's been athletes who... And even now, you still hear some... That uh, I'm just competing against myself, and I, you know, I want to be as best as I can. But the reality is, when you get out there, you have to compete against those to your left and right, and you have to do better than even what the best you can is, or what it thinks it uh-huh. is, if you want to win. And Matt understands that. And when you watch Matt, and Rich Froning had that too, hundred percent. When you watch those two, they're not trying to do the best they can; they're trying to beat the guy to the left and right of them. Absolutely. And sometimes that doesn't even mean they have to be the best that they can. It means they could be 70% of what they are, and they're still beating the guys. So that's that's what
1: makes a good competitor, right? As exactly. opposed to just a good athlete.
0: So that t- type of mentality also would make the type of person I wouldn't want to fight in a cage, or I wouldn't want to be within a, in a scenario like yeah. that, because they uh, they want to win at all costs. And that's that's a powerful thing. And it's, uh, it's powerful. Thank you. Dave, I appreciate your time. Thanks. Thank
1: you very much, man.